0: No more doll blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's nation three zero for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts Nate Thomas and Michael Winstead. How we doing today, sir? Doing good, bud. Uh let's see. Just got home right before we started this. My son had a little pitching machine game. One in the bottom of the seventh inning, five to four on a furious two run comeback. Oh snap. And uh the winning RBI hit was hit by no other than my little boy. Really? Right, just a rocket right down third base line. That'd be Chase, right? Chase be would be the one in yeah. machine pitch. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's just cool. just a freaking stud, man. <laughs> just his little cute, you know how they are when they're tiny, little, you know, cute stance and just <laughs> his pants that are too long and, you know, just not really knowing if he should run all the way around first or it, it's it's actually really enjoyable. Oh to yeah. To watch.
1: Yeah, we watched, I mean, Brinley, she's only done soccer so far, but and I hate soccer. Me but, too. You know, watching them kids out there, it's fun. Yeah. It, it's a good time. Yeah. But you guys are so busy with it, man. I don't. I mean, I know it's your kids, but do you ever get tired of going to all them games? Not
0: really. It, I really do. I mean, there's times where I wish I could be doing stuff like for hunting. Right. Like we talked about doing some stuff, you know, land management stuff at one of my properties, and still haven't done it yet because yeah. I I got like a half an hour a couple of days ago to to go dump a mineral. Uh, some mineral out, and I'm just like, hell yeah. But uh, I'm going to enjoy this part of our life. But what's fun about watching Chase is because uh, my daughter and my son both play competitive softball and baseball, yeah. and they're older than him. And it while it's fun, it's a lot more serious than I remember ball being back when you were playing, when I was playing. Yeah, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Like sometimes I feel like I my don't kids know. Don't. I
1: feel like it's gotten more and more serious just from talking to the parents that I know that have their kids in sports. No doubt, it seems like if it's a different you, world. Right yeah, now. it seems like you have to be on a competitive team. You got to play multiple
0: sports, and
1: I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know that you have to have to play multiple sports. I think a lot of people are pushing like uh, what do you call that? focusing on one sport like specializing and that's just not something i'm going to make them do if they want to play another sport or different things i'm gonna let them do it but it, it definitely it's odd because i don't remember growing up with competitive sports you know like if you were good at the end of the year you got to go on the traveling team or whatever and then you got to go play some tournaments but i mean anymore it's like you almost have to right go down that road if you're a, a decent little ball player because the rec leagues sometimes don't even have enough kids to field a team. Oh, I know. And, but, too, I'm dreading it because
1: – dreading it and looking forward to it all in the same breath yeah. because, I mean, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's a lot of time. We've been lucky.
0: You can get lucky. Now, I know, like, I've got a buddy that his well, daughter plays competitive softball and they pay like four grand a year for her to be on the team, and, and, and that's then they travel all over. Yeah,
1: that's why I was getting ready to say. I knew a buddy at my old job. He had two boys, and he was. He said he was spending a minimum of twelve thousand dollars a year Jesus. on sports. No,
0: we're lucky. Like my daughter and son's team, they're both almost fully sponsored. And then the thing that's the parts that aren't sponsored, um, we do little like raffles or uh, fundraisers. fundraisers, yeah. And so we don't pay anything. I think we had to pay fifty five dollars for Cadence team this year, and uh, and then you know you got to pay your gate fees and stuff when you go to the tournaments. Which there's another bullcrap thing. Like these tournaments, I swear they know, and so they'll schedule you for one game on a Friday night and one game on a Saturday, (laughs) so that you have so you have to pay the gate fee.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get you everything you got. Yeah,
0: and it's for like my family. We got four children. It cost us 25 bucks to walk in the damn gate Yeah, to go watch our kids play. And you're like, uh, uh, this kind of feels like a money grab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But now that we've bored our we, lives for yeah, <laughs> five minutes. yeah, We went on a little coyote hunt last week. I guess we could talk about that a little bit, right? Yeah,
0: well, we posted about it. So I'm guessing yeah. people are kind of – some people might be curious. but uh, So let's see here. I had to go up to Iowa for work. Mm-hmm. And we had planned this yeah a few weeks weeks ago and so i had to go up to iowa and you were off on friday so thursday night you drove up north to your your deer hunting place and then uh you came down i dropped down after i worked and we met and we had uh dinner at um i'm not i'm not the place that you love yeah
1: i'm not giving the name out because i don't yeah yeah yeah, i get a little diamond in the rough we had
0: (laughs) dinner at the the place you love to go up north and then um then uh, you got a buddy that was nice enough to let him let us go stay in his shop.
1: Yeah, and he let us hunt on his property, and I mean, we only killed the one dog. We killed that first set. Let, let, let's just back up,
0: okay? We had an amazing fun day. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It start first off, actually, it was an amazing time. Yeah. Because our plan was to go eat dinner, go back to the shop, and go to sleep.
1: Well, rec- we had a podcast. Oh yeah, night. we did a podcast. That's so we right. Recorded
0: with greg yeah and
1: then we were gonna go sleep after that because we were like we're waking up early we're gonna hunt all day long and yeah we ended up staying up till what like two o'clock in the morning we watched two different (laughs) netflix movies yeah we were just like the way he's got it set up he's got living quarters inside his shop and then you know the shop area and he's got a huge tv and you know all the setup and so we're like and i don't know how but we just ended up we're like okay well we'll we'll watch this one (laughs) and no. This one looks good. We'll watch it. And then finally we're like,
0: okay, we got to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. And then so we ended up waking about waking up and leaving about six, which is about half an hour after first light. Yeah. And uh, got in on our first set, uh, called for a while, and we were actually getting ready to leave. And then you looked up on the top of the hill, and you're like, is that a deer?
1: Yeah. Cause it you was, know, it's probably
0: about 250 yards away, maybe right. more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was like, that wasn't there before, you know, because it was so far off that I mean I had to really focus I'm like, no, that's something. And then, you know, it finally kinda of started moving towards us and we're like, oh man, that's a coyote. It looked like crap, but it's a coyote. Yeah. And so luckily, you know, he came in. I think he,
0: he kinda uh he kinda So where we were set up, we were set up and there was a uh, depression, kind of like uh almost like rolling hills. Mm-hmm. So we set up looking down and then back up this next hill. So it was down that and then back up the other uh side hill yeah and so he he kind of started working in and he got to about 180 yards and no
1: it wasn't that far
0: yeah it was remember i i uh ranged it after 130 no 180 anyways (laughs) either which way he got to that yeah and uh um stopped and then i shot him dropped him he started making the sounds that coyotes make when they, you know, get shot. Started doing this. Well, then he got up and started twirling and we're like, yeah, he's dead. Well, Micah wasn't going to shoot again, but I, we had not communicated that. So I pop another one off at him and I thought I missed him. And then he starts kind of moving a little bit, not far. He only moved like five feet. Right. Micah's like, you know, Hey, let's put him down. Let's put him down. And so, uh, you shot him and, and we finished him off when we get to him. My first shot, he was quartered to us a little bit. My first shot just blew his shoulder straight up, mm-hmm. and so he was what he was doing. He was trying to bite his leg off.
1: Yeah, which I've seen. I mean, you see yeah. that in all the shows. They're always trying to bite. whatever whenever you shoot them, they usually if they don't drop, they're trying to bite whatever, right because they think something got him. Yeah, so. and so
0: it was sitting there dangling. And when I shot him the second time, it it was dangling up against his body, and I shot his paw off yeah it was of the, weird. the leg that i that was broken or it was the the, the shoulder that was all messed up mm-hmm. uh we didn't know that until we got to him but it was like <laughs> yeah. and then yours just finished him off it was right where it needed to be but so that was our first one and then then yeah. we had a second set a real quick one
1: it was dry it was a dry set yep. didn't get nothing well, I thought, it I was thought... dry
0: as far as hunting but it was yeah. raining on us
1: yeah it was missing it yep. was i don't know if i mean that's another thing i don't know if it that was good weather or bad weather for this time of year because it was cool, like it was, yeah, 40s in that time, and then I think it only got up to like 50, 52 or something like I that. I think the
0: thing that hurt us was it was misting, yeah, and it was windy as hell at times, yeah. Um, but I still think coyotes are coyotes, you know, if you get on them, you can probably right, right. maybe get them to come out. But so we get back to your truck, <laughs> and my
1: battery's dead. I knew, and the thing was, like, I knew it was getting weak, because I had a few times where I started, and I went, in, and I'm like, oh, uh, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. You know, if I run it for a while. The
0: classic mica, I'll push response. push it off. Yeah, push like, it off till uh, later. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> well. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah,
1: so we had to walk. Thankfully, you had your vehicle, but. We yeah, that to, is a good thing, because yeah, we would have at been the sh- screwed. Yeah, at the shop, you know, so we had to walk to the shop, which, I mean, I don't know how far it was, but. It wasn't as far as it could have been. Yeah, it definitely. was. We got lucky. If it would have happened at the first set we did, because yeah. we literally went to the edge of the property the first time, and then we were working our way around, but that would have been a quite a trick. Yeah. Not that that road gets any <laughs> traffic, but if anybody was going to drive down it, I was going to wave them down. But, hey, <laughs> staying <laughs> up here. Up? Yeah. yeah, We'll hop in the back.
0: So, get to my, my car, go and jump you, and then we uh, spend the next couple hours going into town yeah. and uh, getting a battery. Grab some lunch.
1: And then, so then it really got cool. I mean, for a little bit there, because we go to a totally different farm, and it's actually the farm that I specifically hunt on. I mean, like that's the farm I go up to when I say I'm going north. That's the one I go to, and we go and we're looking at. This is the first time you've ever seen it, and we kind of we kind of agreed or like if we get down just on the other side of this pond dam right here, we'll be able to see roughly 150 200 acres, give or take. Right, and so we walking down there and we're like well and
0: we get around there and yeah. then we're like okay now specifically where do we want to be yeah
1: cuz you need to be cuz it's obvious they haven't cut hay or anything like that and his yeah. is CRP anyways so it's grown
0: up so we're like hey i pointed to this what i call a briar patch yeah, i have I no idea what know the know hell it, it is. really is and i'm like hey let's sit up right. against that and we should be golden cuz you know if if anything i don't i didn't like the two trees that we were talking about cuz yeah. they were kind of bare and we're we're within 20 yards of that briar patch walking in grass that's up to our knees basically it's not you know terribly tall but it's not short either and then boom right where we were about to sit two two coyotes were laying down right up so so they they freaking they bolt and you know mike and i separate so we can get on each side of this briar patch and and you know
1: <laughs> unloaded a few rounds
0: hindsight we should have just like i should have busted the tripod out throwing the gun on it and and taking time trying to get them running away yeah
1: because I and i honestly if we hadn't uh, i mean because we obviously it took us a little bit to get our guns ready to you know because they're on our shoulders you know we're right. not walking in with them on our hand it in hindsight if we would have just took our time i could have i had a post a uh, fence post pretty close by we probably should have just walked slow put our guns on the post because they didn't really they didn't just bolt they were like what the hell was that? and then they kind
0: of yeah, yeah then
1: yeah. they kind of trotted off a little bit and then stopped and then trotted and then you know we let World War three happen <laughs> for a little bit that there. was only four shots though. it was but dude with ammo prices you know yeah. you got to be careful
0: yeah so, so that's one of them deals that looking back you're like right, we probably could have just Set up slowly, yeah, and at least maybe got one quality shot off instead of two free handed shots at 250 yards, yeah, that weren't gonna land, yeah, and uh, they did not. (laughs) And then, anyway, we didn't really see anything after that, and then, um, we ended up coming home early,
1: yeah, we got pretty Uh, tired, and like I said, they just weren't, we don't know if we were doing something wrong or you know, very likely, it was probably us, guarantee it was probably us, because I mean, I know there's coyotes up there. But, you know, it is what it is. Either yeah. way, I still had a good time. Uh, I'd like to go up there again. I was telling you about this earlier. I'd like to go up there again here in a few weeks when all the hay's uh, out and uh, trying again. And I'm hoping the landowner of that first place, I'm hoping he's there. and Because we didn't dive that far deep into that no, place. Not really. And if he's there, I'm hoping he'd be like, this is where you need to go. Here, here, and here, and here, and <coughs> possibly go with us as well. So, you know. We'll see. We'll see what
0: happens. So uh, now that all the listeners have turned the show off, mm-hmm. um, after our 15 minutes of BS, um, let's tell them what the show is about today. Yeah, we have Sean on from Heartland
1: Bowhunter. Yep. So
0: yeah, Sean's on. Uh, we won't get too much into it, but Sean basically comes on and talks about you know his hunting background, how they started Heartland Bowhunter.
1: Um, a little bit about how production yeah and all that sort of thing so i learned a lot there's
0: a lot of cool things that i didn't really know yeah i
1: mean uh, you could go into a deep dive of especially them the way that they produce their show it's so much different than the majority of the shows out there that i see anyways i mean i don't know but right i mean the reason i like is because of the production value and what they put into it, and you know how they shoot their shots and all that sort of thing. So, and, you know, he kind of breaks it down a little bit, and we talk a little bit about that. And we talk; they have a premiere every year, and so we talk about that some. I mean, it was just a good BS session, hunter profile type thing, and you yep. know, great show.
0: Yeah. So before we jump into it, we've got one sponsor to mention on today's show. Um, check out Huntworth Gear yeah um huntworthgear.com they've got affordable camo yeah and i mean good quality camo at affordable prices too and speaking of that hunt that we just
1: went on we actually that was the first time we were really able to implement it and yeah i enjoyed i mean i liked the way it worked yeah as far as comfort and you know it was cold that day and i you know i didn't i really, didn't i didn't
0: really get a chill i didn't get
1: chills yep. i didn't get wet you know it it worked great so i mean so far i'm really happy with
0: them we're not really good at tests but we kind of tested photos of like ourselves yeah you know against the the brush or whatever and yeah. you know i'm it did probably fine i didn't we didn't compare it to anything else right but uh we were you we were wearing their tarnin pattern mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> no i liked it i i really enjoyed the hoodie uh, honestly that we had more love than that, anything
1: th- that little pocket that they got up front. Yeah. Never seen one. And like how that. the
0: hood is tight and not baggy.
1: Yeah. Well, in yeah. a, a lot of, you know, the, a lot of hoodies that you put on, you put your hood up and you can't see left or right. It takes away from your vision. This one doesn't. And it's tied to your head. Right. It works out really good.
0: Yeah. So anyways, enough of that. Um, if you're looking to buy some new camo and, and are interested in Huntworth gear, uh, you can use the code MWW15. Um, for 15% off uh, their stuff, which is already affordable. So uh, that's a good deal. So anyways, without wasting any more time, we will get in today's show uh, with Sean Luctel of Heartland Bowhunter. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us today, we have Sean Luctel of Heartland Bowhunter. Sean, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, man not too much not too much just uh got done working on some food plots and stuff like that today so yeah winding down for the night
1: yeah you you just posted didn't you just post a little bit ago actually that you had some beans popping up already
2: yeah yep we uh we planted uh two and a half days ago my dad and i and uh we just had some some popping through today so we were fencing them in because i think we've we've got like two acres of beans and i don't know about two three acres of corn here and just right behind my house and there's a ton of deer and if we don't fence it off it's gone yeah they they hit it pretty hard yeah
1: and they get rid of it huh yeah i mean that's a good thing i guess but yeah you kind of got it so whenever you whenever you're fencing it off and everything do you just let it go in stages or you just wait till it's getting closer to season that's when you open it up
2: yeah we usually open it up um probably right around the end of july early august and let let them kind of get used to it before the season opens and i don't know we haven't killed any deer over the beans but it definitely draws a ton of deer in and then we usually end up killing them over corn it seems like but yeah
0: nice yeah well before we get into this we're going to pretend like there are people out there that listen to our podcast that don't know who you are um (laughs) so uh introduce yourself right quick and um I forgot to give you this heads up, but you'll be able to come up with an answer. Um, so since you're from Missouri, born and raised here, just like us, um, after you introduce yourself, tell us what your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors is. Sure.
2: Well, I'm Sean Luctal with Heartland Bowhunter and, uh, gosh, I think we're working. Yeah, we'll be shooting our 15th season this coming year. Um, so we've been around the block for a little bit and, uh, yeah I, I live right here in missouri and not far from you guys oh yeah I'm probably about 30 minutes from you guys but yeah i would say my favorite thing about missouri's outdoors is well man that you're kind of putting me on the spot. sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, no no you're fine <laughs> i would say the variety just how it, there's always something going on for the most part i mean you obviously got whitetails in the fall and then you know when i when i was a kid it'd go whitetail season then you know you had to wait till turkey season but now everything's pretty much a year-round deal for everyone for the most part that's serious and and you got shed hunting you got land management then you go into turkey season then if you like to fish you can start fishing then or if you're like my dad you start fishing in January (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah there's just literally I mean there's something always going on and it's just there's a ton of variety like I said and man I'm so happy to be born and raised here I don't you know, I thought about moving when I was probably in my teens and early 20s, but there's no chance I'll, I'll probably ever move anymore. Yeah. I'm too drawn to, to the state and everything that it has to offer.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about doing this show is asking that question. And I'm, I think I might, I'm going to start changing it up. You know, like I was on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago with a, a fellow Missouri podcast, and he asked me, if you're stranded on a desert island, and you could only have one artist to listen to for the rest of your life, who would it be? And I'm like, that's a cool question. I ought to start asking some just generic, just weird-ass weird, questions. Just to see what they can come up with. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah.
2: That'd be tough, man. That'd
0: be yeah. really tough. I don't, I don't even know how
2: I'd answer that. I'm glad you didn't ask me that one.
0: It took me a minute, but I, I did answer George Strait. So, it, you know, yeah, I couldn't one. think. Conway Twitty was another one I, I forgot about and thought about after it was over. Dude, I'd go Tyler Childers for eh. sure. That's, dude, we'll see. Tyler Childers,
1: can't my wife i know
2: one thing picking an artist that has a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of songs would be the ticket because, yeah that's
1: true i yeah. didn't think about that You'd have <laughs> if to- somebody's
2: only got you know a couple <laughs> albums you're gonna get burned out <laughs> <up> pretty quick <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah you're gonna have to go way back in the day just to get somebody that's got plenty for you yeah so, yeah
0: yeah so uh tell us about your background how did you get into hunting and and all that and you know we'll kind of move into the filming side later but kind of what, what's your hunting background you know your quote unquote hunter profile
2: yeah so my dad I owe it all to him man when I was uh cash growing up I that's kind of what got, well that is what got me into it he he was hunting Cash. I think he started when he was 19 so he was probably 30 when they had me and my brother and Oh, by the way, I have a twin. I don't think many people know that. I did not um, know so that. He, I, I yeah. was not aware of that. I probably yeah, shook I his twin's twin. hand, didn't even know it. <laughs> no, no, we're not identical. We don't, no, we're not. And he's actually taller than me. We don't, I mean, we look alike, but if you saw us side by side and didn't know we were twins, you'd probably just be gotcha. brothers. But yeah, no, he, uh, he got my brother and I into hunting at a young age. And, um, that actually goes back to my grandfather. My grandfather was a federal game warden. And so, my dad grew up thinking he wanted to be a federal game warden uh, most of his, well, all throughout his childhood. And then as he got older, he realized, man, my dad just, he doesn't really get to hunt. He's in the outdoors all the time, but he's gone. He's traveling all the time and he's, he's not hunting. He's trying to bust people that are hunting, right? <laughs> and, uh, doing the wrong thing. And uh, anyways, that led into my dad thinking, you know what, I'm not going to go down that career path, but I do want to hunt. And so he, he began to hunt pretty hard at 19, 20 years old. And that carried on to me and my brother growing up here. And actually I didn't mention to you guys earlier. So I live here in grand Valley on five acres and my dad has 55 that pretty much surround me. And that's, so I grew up right next door, basically. And nice. uh, this ground that we're, that we have all these food plots that we're working on today is what I grew up hunting. And so we hunt here, um, keep tabs on it, but it's changed a lot over the years and, um, with a lot of hunting pressure around it and, um, there's right you can still rifle on here which I'm fine with um for the most part but the tracks keep getting smaller because we're closer to the city and so the more rifle pressure the more deer get get killed so it's hard to get the age structure up so anyhow um without being too long-winded about it my dad got me started on it and and this is where we grew up hunting and it's carried into my adult life and my career now
1: and, yeah yeah that's awesome and your dad he's actually a pretty big part in the show I've seen him on quite a few episodes so that's pretty cool yeah
2: yeah he is yep he uh he hunts as much as he wants he's retired now and um as as much as I can go with him I try to always film him you know he's always like oh I don't want to go you know I can't wait on your schedule because I may be traveling or whatever but for the most part he does or else he'll just take somebody else out in the family and and film them but yeah, yeah. I get to hunt with him quite a bit still so
0: that's cool yeah i mean it's different like yeah. for me my dad didn't my dad's never hunted a day in his life mm-hmm. uh, now he he's a, he loves fishing and that's what i grew up doing was basically fishing but you know there's times i think i should take dad but I honestly don't think he'd like it. But maybe I should try it, you know, just oh, to really. see if he'd he, like it.
1: Anytime, like, we're shooting bows or something like that, he always says, man, I w- I'd like to get into that. I'd like to get into that. He and says that he about could, a lot of stuff. He could <laughs> just be saying it because yeah. that's Mike. But, you yeah, know, he might. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, you did you know. – uh,
0: oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you never – you just, you just never know. Um, he, he's who, in his late 50s. Him? Start bow hunting. Yeah. So pretty awesome did your dad grow up bow hunting and is that how you kind of naturally got into it or what started your i guess your your love for the bow hunting side
2: he picked up his bow a bow i think for the first time when he was about 19 or 20 uh and i think that was when he may have killed his first deer as well with a gun and i just recently saw that picture of his very first deer. i think in last week uh which is pretty ironic he He went back down to texas where he kind of grew up that's where he first started hunting and um, one of his buddies down there had a photo of him with his first deer that he'd ever killed and then the deer that my dad killed this last fall here in missouri and he had them side by side and actually framed them up and so anyhow yeah my dad started um bow hunting you know about 1920 and carried into his 30s and then as i was growing up he was was pretty serious with it then and it just got more and more serious and he still rifle hunted then and uh you know i want to say yeah when i was when we started this thing off bow hunting obviously was pretty popular but it was there wasn't much out there as far as only bow hunting content or only bow hunting tv shows and so that was kind of where we we came up with this idea to, to be only bow hunting so when we kicked off heartland bow hunter i was that was pretty much when i quit rifle hunting um for the most part and that was when he stopped as well but even back to my younger age when i first started bow hunting as a teenager he was he was pretty hardcore into to just bow hunting and he'd rifle hunt some and but it was mainly bow hunting i would say
1: yeah gotcha
0: it's it's hard in missouri not to or it's hard in missouri to fight the urge not to pick up the boomstick especially on opening day and we can all talk about what we think about the our rifle season being typically smack dab in the middle of the rut but it's especially hard to not pick that rifle up like last year that rut is at least where we were hunting hit exactly when it needed to for rifle season in our area which for a big bow hunter like us we're like ah (laughs) <laughs> there's gonna be Crap. a lot of them hitting the ground yeah. um but for you know the average joe hunter that some of those folks that just go out for rifle season yeah they go every the two year,
1: weekends and that's it
0: you know it keeps them in the sport so i guess you know there's a win for some people a lose for some others but um it's hard not to have that urge to go um i'll just i'll grab this <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but, it really is it is i understand that completely um if it wasn't for my career path, uh, and I was having just a bow hunting show, I'd still have that urge, but I'm a very, very, very small case of that. I mean, yeah. for the most part, if I, if it wasn't what I was doing, I probably, I'm sure I'd still have that urge. So I, I completely understand where you guys oh, are yeah. coming from on that one.
1: Yeah. Speaking of career path, what, so it, it's, you've been, Heartland's been 15 years, right? Essentially. Mm-hmm so how old, how old were you when you guys started it? And were, like, did you have jobs before or were you just like, oh, yeah. this yeah. is, yeah. yeah. How, how yeah. did it all come together?
0: Or sp- specifically, if I could say that word, how did you start filming? Were you like, were, did you self film at first? How did that start before? I'm assuming you started filming before you started Heartland bowhunter or was it all just at one big foul swoop?
2: Right. It was so Mike and I actually started filming together pretty much at the end of um, high school. We went to high school together okay. in Summit, Lee Summit North. And yeah, we were just filming for fun. We, we enjoyed watching it and all, all the shows and whatnot. And obviously we're envious, envious of it and looked up to those guys, still do, plenty of them um, that are still around. And uh, yeah, it was just something that we were like, you know, let's start filming it, it'll be fun. We'll go out there together and see what we can come up with. And that was, so that was in high school, but we started heartland bow hunter when i was around 20 21 years old wow so if you do the math i'm 35 Um, (laughs) but yeah uh so anyways when we were 20 right around there that was when we decided we wanted to start working on this and do something with the footage and there was local guys like ty and um nate which nate was a little bit further down the road but just a handful of local guys and we were just starting to put our content together and wanted to come out with some sort of show and we're like man we all love bow hunting why don't we start a bow hunting show. And that's where we came up with it. And then, um, you know, I would say in the very, I know for a fact, in the beginning, first year or two, we weren't really all that drawn into the filming aspect of it. We were like, yeah, we want to film our hunts. We're committed to it. And we'll get, we'll get the content and we'll come up with the TV show of us bow hunting. And that'll be great. Well, people will love it. Cause we're out there just bow hunting. Well, there were other shows out there already doing the same thing for the most part. And I would say the driving factor to that differentiated us was, uh, a guy that I went that I grew up with actually. So I went to elementary school with him in uh, high school and his name's Trevor Hawkins. And he had nothing to do with, with hunting whatsoever. I was just watching his stuff. I think it came across Facebook that he would post every once in a while. And we, we were friends, but we were more or less acquaintances at the time. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a message and I'm like, man, this guy is filming like these skateboarding videos and they're freaking awesome. Like I'm drawn to him. He's doing little short films and I, they look, it looked really, really cool. That'd be cool if we could implement that into our, our hunting stuff. I think, you know, that would kind of make us a little bit different. And so I reached out to him and just see what he was doing. And actually I think at the time he was contemplating just quitting his part-time job or whatever it was that he had at the time and moving to Mexico and being homeless.
1: <laughs> type of
0: really? Like, <laughs> nice. yeah, wow. Like, that's an know, option. Like he, a-
2: <laughs> he, yeah. He's just like a, free spirit, man. And, um, things have changed now. He's, he's married and has a kid, but at the time, like he, you know, he was young, didn't have anything to lose. And was like, I'm going to go there and figure life out. I don't know why he was going to go there, but to Mexico, I probably would have gone there. But, um, anyhow, he, uh, he, he started working with us a little bit and started editing our hunting, uh, content. And was like, here here's what i came up with and we're like holy crap this is mind-boggling like you really put like a film twist on hunting like we could actually come out with more of a cinematic uh touch of of hunting show and that was really where the whole thing just evolved i would say and and changed because the like i said the first two years was just basic hunting content and then after trevor kind of came on board on the production side that just put a whole new twist. And that's really what drove me to want to be creative, learn new things, learn everything, anything and everything I could about a camera uh, and the production side of things. And he edited our show for, gosh, I want to say, I think like eight years, probably seven or eight years, it's hard for me to remember. It was like season eight where he kind of started to pass it on to our current producer, Drew and the reason being is trevor had much bigger things on his mind like feature films and whatnot and that's that's the route that he's actually taken and he's been doing really really well with it and he's like i said he's not a hunter um he he would go out with us and and um film some of our stuff but for the most part he was kind of bored i think at the time.
0: (laughs) and then why did these guys like sitting here for five hours
2: (laughs) oh yeah And, and if you go out with somebody that's never hunted before and that's filming you yeah he knew what to get and how to get it and everything but as far as his interaction with the live animal there in the beginning, like he didn't know how to act, you know, like he might be moving around or whatever, making noise or talking to you and not understand it, but he obviously figured it out. And it's, it's funny. I need to take him up on it because, and I've just procrastinated about it. But like the last, like I talked to him about it a couple of years ago is, you know, since he's been gone and doing his own thing, um, he's like, man, I just have this drive now. I really want to go out and kill my first animal and eat it. I was like, all okay. right. <laughs> He's like, proud of you. Really cool. I'm like, yeah, that, that'd that be awesome, man. He's like, I just think it'd be really cool for you guys to maybe put that together. He's like, yeah, actually, it actually doesn't even have to be me. It could be somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, but I think it'd be cool because it is you. Cause you have such a unique personality you're a unique person. And, um, you know, you never really had a drive before to want to do that, but that'd be, that'd
0: be awesome. Can so, I make a request? If yeah. you do that with him and it's, uh-huh. let's say it's a deer, he yeah. has to take a bite of the heart. <laughs> My first kill, he might. <laughs> hey man, you probably that, be you, up for it. He probably the, would be up for it. You cooked that thing up? Oh no, 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 right? no, 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 no! no. Not cooked up. There in the field when we're dressing it, man. Yeah. Just, just, just be primal. You know, just boom, go after it. <laughs> he might. I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't put it past him. He's that person that would. If he does it, I get to take all the credit around. for it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I just I got to get him out there first, but yeah that's cool and he, i'm pretty sure he, he had every opportunity to go before and, and never really mentioned it like didn't seem to have any interest and then all of a sudden he had just told me one day like hey i think i'd like to do that someday and i was like and you had all the opportunity before now you want him he's like yeah i think i do all right
1: well, he probably misses it a little bit i'm sure i mean he might yeah i mean that's what i would think it'd yeah. rub off on you a little bit doing it for eight years or whatever you said it was i mean I would think it would just happen by accident at some point. Be like, yeah, let's, let's just do well, it. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, you would have thought that he only filmed it for probably two or three years. And then he was like, I'm not traveling with you guys to all these places and, and sitting in a tree or whatever. You know? So, so, yeah. so
1: at that, I mean, just cause I don't know. So at that point, y'all pretty much, you have your camera guys and then you just send him the stuff and say, yep. make it look pretty type. Yeah, that,
2: okay. That's how it was. Yep. I got And you. that's actually how it goes now with um, our, our main producer, Drew. Um he doesn't he doesn't really go with us, but he he wants to now. He's got two little two little kids. He's a big hunter. Um, but he just hasn't had time with his kids and his right. his uh yeah, raising them and being able to travel and stuff, but he wants to get back into that. He actually used to film and produce some of Bill Winky stuff. So yeah. He's been around the industry for a little while. So
1: well, that's awesome. I mean, well, you guys that's what drew me. I mean, I, I've been watching it quite a few years now, you yeah. know when I can and that's what i love about you alls show so much is just the quality of it i mean it's yeah and and that's what makes because a lot of those shows they're a lot of cut and dry you know whatever got the kill shot and stuff but you you really do those 20 i don't know how long it is. like 22 minutes when it in a half hour show you know it's an it's a little mini movie is what it is Mm -hmm. and the the just the quality is awesome and, you know, so we really appreciate it as viewers, you know, that you guys put all the work into that and yeah. make it where it is, what it is. So well,
0: thank you. And, and that's where I you have to differentiate that. yourself because there are, especially now, maybe not as many when you started 15 years ago, but there's all kinds of stuff out there now. And so, yeah, you know, and, and I'll be dead ass honest with you. I really like your all stuff and I watch it. I like jury stuff. I like, who is the people that sell the extinguisher grunt call? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure. Gosh, I don't know. I don't even
2: know the grunt call.
0: It's uh, it's a, yeah, you can slide it up and down and make it a doe or a, a buck and you can, I can't remember. You're talking about Primo's? No, no. God, they're, they're black and yellow. Someone's yelling at me in the, in the radio right now. Uh, Hunter's any
2: specialties?
0: No, as soon as, as soon as we get off here, I'll remember. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. anyway, they produce a hunting show and I like theirs. It's really short. Um, uh-huh. you know, the hunting public does some cool stuff. But everything I watch is they're all different from the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why probably I watch that one and then this one. But then there's other things that, you know, people might have big names and I'm just not necessarily into it. For whatever reason. I don't know why. But uh so yeah, producing the the good stuff, you know, goes a long way to draw people that are maybe even just casual uh yep. people that they're like oh that's that, inter- that looks really nice
2: yeah. yeah that's interesting to hear because gosh we're so close to the process anymore that it is like you, you're always trying to differentiate yourself and kind of reinvent what you have going and make it better and critique your own stuff and put a twist on it each year and just do something a little bit different and better but right. at the same time you're like man you don't you don't want to do too much if you got something going good and it and it, it's hard sometimes to be to really know what people are wanting and just hearing what you just said is, well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's cool here.
1: And well, I'll add to it another, and I don't even know if it's that big of a deal, but I don't feel like I'm getting bombarded with sponsors with you guys. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's one thing that drives me nuts about a lot of those guys out there and they want to ram it down your neck and I get it. You have to have sponsors and they, you know, they make the world go round or whatever, but I don't feel that way. I know who sponsors you guys just by the way that you guys film it and the way mm-hmm. it looks, but I don't have you up in a tree telling me, man, if I didn't have, you know, this nomad camel on, I wouldn't have been able to get that deer. And, you know, <laughs> right. and, and I appreciate yeah. that. I, I really do because it's driven, you know, they, the hunting industry pounds that into you all the time 24 if you're watching anything on any type of hunting show they're going to pound some type of product into you and i get it that's just the way that's the nature of the beast but you watching operate, you yep. it it's <laughs> you don't get that feeling so
2: that was one thing that we tried from the get-go to make sure we we set ourselves apart from because when we first came in i feel like it was even worse back then it was like here's my you know here's my bowtech bow and I'm shooting this, this, and this, and this is, this is my gear list and, uh, you should shoot it too or whatever, you know? And yeah, people, if, if you really, if you're doing a good job and people are impressed or intrigued or inspired, they're going to want to figure that out on their own, on, on what you're using. So yeah, wor- I, I feel like worry about what you got going on and how
0: you're doing it and the rest will fall in line. So I know you don't care, but while you two were talking, I Googled <laughs> the extinguisher gun call. So oh, it's yeah. funny you were you were saying exactly the opposite of what this show is. So this show that I watch is literally it, it is I know it exactly. is all a commercial. Yeah, but uh-huh. I don't know why I like the way they do it. It's called the Deer Society, and huh. uh, but it's it's basically a commercial for their extinguisher grunt call, and they have the black rack. Um, uh-huh. I've heard, oh, yeah, I'm I've sure you've heard that. of those. Yep. Which I'm not a yep. fan of the black rack, but anyway, I am a fan of the call. So it was just kind of that's how I started watching their th- stuff, and while it is pretty much a commercial for their stuff. I liked the way they did it for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, you
1: bought the call, obviously I did buy the call, but <laughs> yeah. that's not why. <laughs>
0: uh, I also have the black rack that's somewhere. I don't know even where I might've got rid of it. I'm not a fan of that, yeah. thing, but, um, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, how did we get off on? <laughs> I that? don't know. dude. You took us. member. <laughs> no, I I'm interested what network are they on? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure on. that's okay. on
2: pursuit. I'm pretty sure. Is it on. pursuit? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I um, haven't seen it, but that, that's interesting.
0: Like I said, I like it's for a guy like me who has zero quality in anything he would ever do, uh, other than maybe <laughs> this podcast. I'm talking video. <laughs> um, you know, pretty much anybody can look better than than I do, and and we have thought about trying to do stuff. And hell, I I've I filmed myself last two seasons ago, and I've got hours of footage sitting on my computer that I'm I don't know what to do with because. I'm not good at that stuff. Um, we were talking to a guy that self-films, self-films himself his, his um, here in Missouri as well a couple weeks ago. And uh, he does a really good job with his stuff on YouTube, just kind of, you know, hitting those shots that kind of the sunset as he's walking in or a, a blade of grass with water on it. Shit that I never would think of. Yeah. <laughs> not once. <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's just it's interesting to see a really good product put out there when you've kind of tried it yourself, not really, but kind yeah. of, and you're like, yeah, this would suck. Like, I I don't know how I would make it look decent. No,
2: yeah. it's a lot of work, but it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that if you don't enjoy it, then you probably you know I'd be surprised very many people are out there doing it that don't enjoy it. Right, and I mean, there's plenty of days where. I mean, I can't say that it's all rainbows and butterflies and there's days where I'm, you know, like, oh, man, I just, you know, love this and, I, you know, I never get tired of it. There's definitely days where it turns into work. But, I mean, I think that goes with anything.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was yeah. actually just getting ready to ask you, like, because you guys, me, me and Nathan doing a podcast, Yes, yeah, sure, there's a little bit of pressure to do something, but we don't have to – we could sit here and talk and BS – and mm-hmm. nobody—I mean, we're not getting paid or whatever, so it doesn't matter. But you guys, you guys have to produce, and you have to get animals on the ground, or else eventually it's gonna, you know, go away. If, I mean, sure, you're gonna have shows where you don't get everyone or whatnot, but what I'm saying is, if <laughs> if you had a show where if you don't you kill just, a deer for three yeah, years, yeah, if you don't kill a deer or something like that, then the show's probably gonna go away. So th- you have to carry some sort of stress year to year knowing that i gotta get out there i have to put in those 12 hour days or however long in the stand and stuff so i mean
2: man yeah that's that's actually the part that i've always said that i i've disliked the most about it because we all hunt for fun we're not out there necessarily really none of us are really out none of us you and us mm -hmm. three uh there may be somebody out there but very few of us that are out there hunting are really out there hunting to put food on the table like or else we're going to starve. So right. it's not exactly as primal as it used to be, but, but that being said, like it there's pressure with what I do to where I feel like I have to, and not in the same sense of where I have to put, put food on the table, but I have to produce and it does, it has taken the fun out of it before. And, um, thankfully, man, I'm, I'm blessed to have gotten to do this for as long as I have and be successful doing so and, um, built a career out of it to where I've, I've been able to actually sit back some, relax and enjoy it and just take the pressure off and be like, look, man, just have fun with it. Look how many times, look how many years you've gone over this and done the same thing over and over and worried about it and put pressure on yourself. And, you know, granted it's probably helped me in some cases, but there's been times where I'm sure I've worried for nothing. And now I'm like, all right, I'm not saying I don't still worry about it and put pressure on myself, but I've, I've learned to to change that and redirect that that type of energy into just having fun and enjoying the moment, enjoying the place that I'm at and kind of yeah. taking it all in a little bit more. But yeah, the, definitely the pressure yeah. that part I, I hate when I when I put pressure on myself to yeah. kill an animal.
1: I mean, yeah, and I guess that makes and you guys how many when you when y'all first started, how many was Heartland Bowhunter? Like how many guys did you have?
2: Um I think there was can there's probably six to eight of us right in there
1: and then how many now
2: eight i think Oh, so right at still eight. eight. okay yeah That's i bad. mean I we've had a, a few guys yeah come and go here and there but yeah. for the most part it's been around the same number yeah okay. um and we've tried to keep it that way on purpose and not not add too many people to it because we don't want to we don't want people to get lost. We're like, wait, wait, who's this
1: guy? Wait, who's this guy? And right. Like, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's why I was kind of wondering. I was like, because you, you need a few, you need a few good guys out there that are as dedicated as you guys are to go out there, you know, film and do all that sort of stuff. So there's kind of there's probably a fine line of how many people you add to your group, like you said, to don't want to get too big to where we got forty two different members out there they send us stuff you know that well yeah and keeping track but you know that that makes a lot of sense that you guys keep it small and that way you know more family oriented i guess you'd call it and you know you can keep track of everybody so you don't have to have that pressure of well he didn't kill a deer this year now i gotta kill one or you know so on and so forth
2: yeah you're exactly right (laughs) we try to keep it a tight-knit group that uh, people just don't get lost with with who's on there and, and keep it relatable. Um, yeah, I know there's been some hunts that we've probably been on that are a little non-relatable, but also we've been able to work our way up to, and and afford some of those hunts. and Time so, to play
1: a
0: little bit, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly.
1: What the last premiere that I think I was able to go to was, was the, the bear hunt. Yeah, it was the, the grizzly Mike. bear hunt. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I mean, yeah. that was just. I mean, my blood was like, oh my God. <laughs> hell. I mean, yeah. I would have pissed my yeah. pants. You see,
0: you see right there in that spot, <laughs> I would have shit myself just now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So, we just put that one on YouTube, um, gosh, last week. And uh, that's pretty much been the number one comment. It's like, i was gonna i pissed my pants you have nerves or balls
1: of steel how'd you get away with that i mean it's nice knowing that there's a guy right behind you with a
0: rifle but still i mean (laughs) anything could happen at that point that bear could be on top of you before that trigger gets pulled though. exactly (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. but that
1: i mean and that's awesome that you guys have built yourself up enough where you can take i mean i don't even want to know how much a hunt like that would cost you know for coming all the way from Missouri all the way up to it was a where was it at? Like yeah, it was Kodiak
2: Kodiak Kodiak, yeah, Island. Kodiak Island.
1: I mean this, yeah. I couldn't even imagine how much yeah. that would even cost. So I mean that's that's really cool that you guys have built your way up from the bottom and you now you can take those yeah. you know really cool hunts and take some of those experiences that the average guy will probably more than likely never be able to do but we can live vicariously. vicariously. Yeah, yeah, vicariously through you. So it's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: we're pretty blessed, man. I never thought in our, in my wildest dreams when we first started this, I never ever thought we'd be in that position to be able to do stuff like yeah. that. And you know, it it kind of it, it also goes full circle. Like it being even if I'm not on hunting in those situations, I'm glad I can go to some of those places and be able to capture it and
0: yeah and show everyone what that true beauty is like on those right. on hunts in those places. Speaking of the Heartland Bowhunter family uh shout out to our buddy ty easley shout out to ty um hey ty (laughs) but uh so circling back around to the pressure thing because it's interesting uh i guess you put pressure on yourself anyways just you know in your normal hunting life but you know what's interesting is when we started our podcast a year ago we started before deer season and when deer season got here i think all three of us kind of started pressing a little bit because we felt like Um. Oh well, we're in the quote-unquote industry now, and we need to show people we know our shit, and you know we know what we're doing. And was it you or one of us was like, you know what, screw that? No, we're not putting pressure on ourselves. If if this podcast all of a sudden becomes not fun because we're we're so stressed out because we're not killing stuff or whatever, then this isn't for us. And. You know, and I think we've done a great job since then of just being ourselves. You know, we started this podcast for a reason, and we're going to keep doing it that way, um, you know, as Micah puts a dip in. So, um, (laughs) you know, so when you first started and you started feeling that pressure, how did you handle it? I mean, it had to be harder on you up front because you you almost, you were like, you know what, we've got to be able to look good these first few years or no one's going to take us seriously or, or whatever. And you know, how did you handle that pressure up front knowing you still actually had to put an animal on the ground most likely because you know, the industry is just people want to see that kill shot. People want to see that rack in your hands. Um, how did you handle that up front at least?
2: And just practice and repetition just like anything and just try to put yourself in that mental position. Um, really of having a camera there, I feel like, cause that, that adds obviously another sense of stress to the situation. Um, just, and, I, and I've done that even to this day, just shooting at home. Like I always put myself in the mental situation of trying to add that, that pressure, but when it really comes down to it, it's still not exactly the same as it is when you're in the situation, but right. um, yeah, just practice repetition and then uh, realizing, man, you're literally doing everything you possibly can to make this the best outcome that you want. There's nothing more that you can do, and knowing that that I'm doing that every time I'm out there um, gives me a peace of mind, even if it doesn't end up going the way the way that I want it to.
0: Right. So, yeah. And I'm just, I'm guessing you have to have a little bit of effort attitude at some point, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, absolutely. If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. It is what it yeah. is. Now, you know, luckily for me last year, I tagged out in Missouri, but like Micah didn't get an opportunity at one last year. Andy lost one last year, you know. So, like, we had some stuff not go our way as far as that, but that's just how we, that's us. I mean, that's, you life. know, yep. that's, that's how <laughs> that's we're hunting. always going to, you know, that's be. hunting. Yeah. And that's exactly uh, right. But what I like is you do, you guys include those. You know, there's, there's some old hunting shows that all you saw was the success. Like all -hmm. you saw was 200 inch racks after 200 inch rack and boom, boom, boom. And, and you're, you're like, well, that must be how it is if you didn't know any better. And that's not how it is. So that's what I like about your all show, you know, what I like about the hunting public and what they do, because it's the good, the bad and ugly. And obviously you try to make it look okay as far as production, but you know, if it, if it happened, it happened. Yeah, uh,
2: you're exactly right. And I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've had my, my fair share of mishaps, um, made bad shots and the deer still died or made bad shots and deer hadn't died and ended up killing him later or whatever, or he survived or whatever happened. Um, and you're right. We try to show all of it and show that I am human because it is relatable. Like, I mean, there may be shows out there that you guys see, like you're saying, where everybody is just Constantly killing deer and they never make a bad shot. Nothing bad ever happens, and that's not the reality of it. No, we're all human. I mean, come on. Yep. If I'm out there doing the absolute best that I can, then what what more can
1: I ask for
0: myself? Right. Yeah. So, so speaking of filming, um, you know, having that that team. So like. Micah, I think like two years ago or last year, you know, you went with me one time and carried a camera out, you know, once. you know, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we've we had like, we've went with each other here and there, but for the most part, we still pretty much hunt alone. Yeah. or I'll take my boys mm-hmm. with me, my little, my sons, my tiny little guys. And, but so what was it like when you, cause you grew up hunting and I'm sure mm-hmm. you didn't grow up with somebody sitting next to you, filming you all the time. Mm-hmm. So what was it like when you first kind of got into that and. What are some of the, uh, uh, you know, disadvantages? I guess you'd call it that you have to think of when you all, because I'm guessing all of your sets are set up now for multiple people to be in there. Otherwise, we we can't be in there. We're 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 trying to produce a show. So how how do you, how does that change everything you guys do now? And you know, it, sometimes I'm sure it makes it better, but I'm guessing a lot of times it's it's a detriment to you as far as trying to be covert
2: yeah obviously growing up i wasn't with someone um very often and if i was it usually usually my dad but we weren't filming it very i mean maybe a handful of times growing up but right yeah um starting to hunt with somebody else was actually a lot of fun just because it kind of you know it mixed it up and made it more entertaining you're there to share it with someone else and and then obviously go back and watch it on on the video later on but um yeah it's it's a whole new element for sure a lot more time setting up which is it sucks sometimes (laughs) if you you guys probably know that like and if you can leave your stuff in the tree from the night before that uh that helps out tremendously i feel like like but yeah just set up um double the scent that's one thing that i just get so annoyed with sometimes is double the scent and i feel like different places um you can get away with more as far as different states different regions (laughs) whereas here in missouri especially up at our farm up north I mean, those deer, if they catch like the slightest hint of your, your scent, they're gone. And then there's other places I've traveled. Like when I went to Iowa this past year, or even in Kansas, it's like, you might have a deer go downwind and might catch a little bit of you, but he's like, eh, keeps going. Not a big deal. But yeah, double the scent, double the noise, um, double the movement and it's tough, but it's just, it's one of those things too, that I've gotten used to and I completely accept. Um, and i don't know i very very rarely do i ever hunt alone anymore uh just because it is my business now and so if i'm out there i'm like you know what i want to i want to be able to produce the best content we can so me trying to do this by myself is
0: never ever going to be as good as somebody else being there so yeah very very rarely go on and i dude i totally get that because well so this is a perfect example last year i didn't film myself at all because i tried i tried really hard the year before. And just setting up the camera arm and getting the camera all set up, I freaking hated it. And that's just yeah. one single little freaking Sony handy cam that I stole from my wife to mm-hmm. use for the year. And I I hated it. I'm like, and I bet you, at least fifty percent of the time, I left the camera right there in the bag with me because I'm like, nope, I don't want to, I don't wanna dick with it. I'm ready yeah. to hunt. I'm up here. I'm I'm ready to go. I don't want to mess with the stupid camera. The deer's <laughs> gonna walk in and see me. You know, you you always get un. What is it? Uh, anxious, I guess you'd say. Even oh, though yeah. if you're a guy like me, I'm in the damn tree stand at two in the afternoon, <laughs> just so I don't like get or, or get there four too in late. The morning, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And yep. uh, but you're always like, well, no, I'm going to screw around with this camera, and he's going to walk in right behind me <laughs> or something <laughs> something stupid. But uh, yeah. so I can definitely feel understand that that there's that all that extra time. Plus, I'm guessing your equipment's uh pretty high quality to be able to produce what you got so there's just certain things yeah. that have to be done
1: probably definitely a lot more gear than just a little sony <laughs> oh yeah so yeah I'm sure a lot goes into that
2: yeah yeah the setup time and all that and if you're by yourself i mean I, with the gear that we have i mean i haven't deer hunted by myself and i don't even remember how long but i did it turkey season not this past spring with the spring before and I was like, I don't even know how I don't even know how guys self-film themselves with the amount of gear that we have. Like this is obnoxious. And, and then with a turkey coming in, I'm like moving it around and I'm moving around trying to get ready. Then he steps into my window and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna shoot him here. Like it's tough. So tough. Yeah. And then as soon as you shoot, you gotta get back to the camera. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. And another question I have, how do you keep from not cussing so much? <laughs> oh i get used to it when i you know, get jacked and, up yeah. man it flies <laughs> yeah it's so like i would you wouldn't be able to air my episode because it would be bleep 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 <laughs> well
1: what just me and nathan uh like like we told you earlier we share a birthday so friday we were up north uh on some property that i hunt and we went coyote hunting all day and the, f- we drop a coyote first set and, and i don't know how many f-bombs we dropped <laughs> right but it was a lot I mean, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, we were super hyped. And then
0: you're thinking if we would have tried filming that, we couldn't have used any of that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been junk. Yeah. Uh,
2: man, I'll tell you what, I've turned into one heck of a a total dad because I, uh, I had a dirty mouth for the longest time. And I seriously, man, over the last year, I'm not. I'm literally not, not trying to brag or anything. I don't, and I never thought I would have ever been able to do this, but I have, like, cleaned my mouth up. it is like it's a crazy habit i mean you guys know oh yeah Yeah. it's freaking hard to get rid of i've got i don't know how yeah sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say with having a kid and he's starting to talk like man and i owe a lot of that to my wife um she's done it as well and yep just cleaned it up and i don't know so that actually comes easier now and i'm out there filming as well
0: i've gotten (laughs) 10 times better than i used to be and I, I'm not saying, like, I was, I was a sailor before, uh, yeah. but, you know, uh, when I get, um, you know, like when you stub your toe or, yeah. you know, <laughs> words still fly. And so, oh, and, yeah. and my son, my, especially my littlest one and and my second son, they, uh, they will tell my wife whatever I say wrong. <laughs> and I can be out yeah. in the shop working and, and hit my head on something, and I'll drop a word, and it's like those boys – are faster than Usain Bolt running back to the house to tell my wife that I said a bad word. So I'm definitely yep. better than I used to be, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's still it's still one of them deals where when it's just me and you know I don't have the kids with me or something and I uh, something hits me right. Sometimes a word comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of happen. So. I got a
2: funny story on that one. I, well, I'm not going to drop his name cause he is part of the industry, but I was talking to one of my buddies on the phone the other day, actually last week. And he's telling me he's got four kids. So he's got like a, Oh, he's got a two year old boy. He's got a four year old boy. Then like a six year old daughter and like an eight, nine year old son. And anyhow, there he was, he had loaded them all four of them up into his truck and he was getting ready to leave and he's scrambling, getting them all buckled in gets them all buckled in. And he's like, Oh, where's the dog at? I got to put the dog away. He's trying to find the dog. Can't find the dog. Dog's named Chief. He's like, Chief, where you at? Chief. He goes and he gets in the truck and he's like, Chief's gone. Chief ran off. Can't find him. And he's like, immediately my daughter, my six-year-old daughter starts bawling. She's screaming. He's like, we sat there for a few minutes and he's like, I just, you know, I was like, all right, I got to go. I don't know where the dog's at. Let's get out of here. And she's a mess. And he's like, my four-year-old son goes, that's because Chief just doesn't know how to F and listen. <laughs> and he, he said he was like, oh, man. <laughs> It's like I didn't even stop him to, you know, tell him you don't say that. He said like, because I know
0: exactly where he learned it. <laughs> yep, yep. I learned it from watching you, Dad. What was That's that commercial? Right. <laughs> uh, kids say the uh, darndest uh, things, or whatever that show was. Too. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, well, uh, looking to this year, um, and, and we'll get into something else in a second. But you know, what are you kind of looking at this year? I mean, you got some guys that made it through the, the year last year that you're kind of excited about. And, uh, obviously yeah. you don't really know what they look like quite yet, but, uh, yeah. you know, are you, you got some things that are getting your blood pumping?
2: Yeah, there should be a couple of them. Um, when my dad killed his, his, de- uh, deer this past year, which, uh, for anyone that's coming to the premiere, I know Micah is, but not you, Nate, <laughs> hopefully, but you got a good excuse. I you do. A good I do. Yeah. If yeah. you don't make it kids so. first, that's right. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, my, my dad killed his biggest deer to date last year uh, here in Missouri. And um, when that deer came in, there was another deer in the field that he kind of wanted to shoot. And we had much pictures and history of him and all that. And he was contemplating it. And I was like, it's up to you, man. If you want to shoot him and you're happy with him, you shoot him. But, you know, in the back of my mind, or he knew, we both knew, he's a four-year-old. We're like, man, if he lives one more year, it'd be really cool. But anyhow, the deer that he, he killed ended up walking right past this one. And, um he killed his buck but that other deer that was behind him uh, he's alive and he had to be real real big i would hope so
1: nice was that, that one, deer and then there's
2: a couple others
1: was that video posted on facebook or have y'all put that uh, one out there yet
2: uh, yeah of his buck yeah we did we did put uh, just okay. like a little teaser of him yep, yeah that was his deer yeah that was, dude, that was
1: a yeah. heck of a deer the one he got though i mean that thing was the stud. yeah real chocolate right oh that's so or yeah, that's now, the or, one he killed. Yeah. That's
2: the one he killed. Yeah, no, the other one, he's not in that clip. We're okay, we're, we're yeah. Gotcha. Thing him, so. I gotcha. yeah. I you.
0: I was going to say, part of one of my most favorite things about us starting this podcast is, well, talking to people that we certainly respect in the industry, that we never thought we'd really talk to before, that's one thing we really love about it. The other thing is, we have got to lay our hands on some badass racks yeah. with some of our guests, so... Like, Ty, we got to hold uh, the rack of, of Dreamer, um, uh-huh. you know, we went over to record with him about the hunt. And uh-huh. uh, there's another dude um, here in Missouri that killed a 214-inch. Um, first yeah. time he ever saw the deer in his life. Yeah. First year he ever started hunting. Um, and it, was a, it was with a rifle, but it was just like he's – this is the first year he decided to hunt, and he shows up, never sees this deer, and then the opening day of rifle season, this freaking – 214 inch giant walks out and he, it's a hilarious story actually he shoots him he shoots the deer in the dick first um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty yeah. funny um uh, but oh and he brought God. the rack to, our, to my place when we recorded with him and and you're just you really get to see some really cool um stuff um, uh-huh. so you know that's one thing that um you know we're, i'm interested to see how uh, some of those go with you this year hopefully you put another one down um
2: oh, i'm sure we'll have an interesting year and hopefully yeah
0: yeah i mean it, it, if it's me or my i'd rather
2: it be my dad to be honest anymore he's he puts in just as much work as i do and not that he's old but he's he's starting to show a little bit of age i mean we all do <laughs> but uh yeah you know it's fun it i'm getting to the age to where i'd rather see other people succeed too it's you know i feel like i've i've gotten to do plenty of it myself and i don't know yeah. Starting to turn into the old man myself, I guess. Going <laughs> to see other people succeed with it; it's
0: fun. Well, if you take a beast down, so um, we don't expect to. You have listened to all our shows, but maybe he's our biggest fan. You never mm-hmm. know. Maybe um, we have a, a little mini part of our show called Tales of the Chase, and it's an episode that's strictly a hunting story, right? So it's uh-huh. a, a deer hunting story, a fishing story, a turkey hunt, whatever. And so, and obviously, we had tie on to tell the story about Dreamer. So, if you kill a beast this year. Uh-huh. you got to come on and tell the story. You know? I will. It'll be a fun time. Sure. Uh, that's one of my favorite Absolutely. things about doing this is hearing the stories. Yeah, I mean, I could listen uh, to yeah. a, a oh, yeah. good story. All day long.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep. But, and, that's cool, yeah. And we kind of hinted around this earlier, but coming up at the end of this month, you guys got your premiere. How long have you guys been doing the premiere now? <sighs>
2: that's a great question. I want to say we've been doing it for <sighs> – this would be our – Probably our ninth, se- ninth year of doing it. Last year, ours was virtual, which sucked, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, with the whole yep. COVID thing. Like, we were ready to do it, and then the whole, you know, you guys, obviously everyone knows how it all went, but um, we couldn't have any in-person events. And um, so we – I wouldn't even count last year's one, but anyhow, if you did, yeah, this would be our ninth one. and um, So, yeah, uh, it's, we first started – the very first one we ever did was downtown – Kansas city at, um, I want to say it was at the, uh, gosh, it's, it was an AMC and then it, I don't know. So basically a movie theater. And then we moved it to Bass Pro Shops and, um, did it there. And then I think we may have gone back to the movie theater. I can't remember, but we did it at Bass Pro Shops for a while. And then we just outgrew that space. I think the fire code there was like 120 and we'd fill that thing up. We ended up doing it, um, two nights back. So we do one and then back to back nights and do another one. And um, we moved it next door, um, I don't know, two, three years ago to the uh, Stony Creek Convention Center. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And that room will hold well over a thousand people, I believe, and we've pretty well packed that thing close to full over the last couple of years or the last two times we've had it there. So um, it's a a perfect venue, perfect setup for us. And we've got this one coming up this year on June 26th. So that's in Independence, Missouri. Yeah. and starts doors open at six 30. So we show an episode of ours. Well, first we show an episode of heartland waterfowl. So anybody that's yep. a waterfowl hunter, um, uh, can come watch their show as well. And then after that, we show, uh, an episode of heartland bow hunter and both, both shows, um, will be showing an episode that has not aired yet. So it's brand new content, brand new episode that will, will air on the outdoor channel, um, coming season but this is like a sneak peek to basically yep. our best episode that we have out of the season so it's a great time we give away tons of prizes have big raffle um, yep, a lot of beer yeah, you yeah. And beer. Y'all,
1: i mean i'm i don't know if y'all do it this year but y'all usually have a door prize is that what yeah. you call it
2: oh yeah for, i'm sorry that's yeah good point with first 200 people in the door we'll
0: get a free i think we have a 30 ounce yeti this year so it's uh, a rambler It's the same thing as, I think, two years ago, and I got a funny story about that. No, it worked out perfect. It it was the best thing that could have happened. (laughs) So we were like people 201, 202, and 203. Literally, the Uh, people in front of us got the last Yeti, right? And we're like, eh, whatever. Well, the guy's like, hey, man, we're sorry. Hey, you want some Onyx Elite memberships? Yeah, so he dropped. he he handed us uh, the Onyx Elite, you know, the little Elite card, and we're like, Well, that's a lot better than a a (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: the value of that's a little bit higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he he
0: gave us each one of those, and we're like,
2: sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah, threw a stack on (laughs) the table. were you guys counting people in front of you before no, no, it just, no we just I mean like, you could just tell we were because yeah.
1: you had them all on the tables and obviously you know yeah. you can see and you're yeah. kind of looking and you're like oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna make it or not yeah but yeah. and yeah. so we get there and he literally he drops them on the table gives one Nathan and he holds one and I was so excited about because that was like the first that coming fall it was going to be the first time I go out to Colorado to go elk hunting oh. so I was going to buy perfect. it I was going to buy it anyways and I was like dude you don't know you just saved me you know I think 100 it's 100 bucks <laughs> yeah I was like you don't know yeah. what this me this is perfect I think I want a hat that night <laughs> all kinds of, it was a great night it really was yeah yeah That's it always cool. is
0: fun I mean it's cool for a lot of, you know a lot of people too because all the like you said all the giveaways and the raffles and they do those you know on the stage yeah, after the, or night, before It's kind
1: of like throughout the night
2: i
0: can't we usually do them
2: yeah we do some before and then i think we kind of do some interim and then we we may do one after i can't remember well you have if, some big stuff
0: at the end i know yeah. like some big
1: time prizes and yeah. bows and yeah that sort of thing i mean i'm a, i, I this think is i may what, i may
2: oh i was gonna say sorry um i think i may um i haven't fully decided but i think i may auction off my bow nice but we'll see Nice.
0: You know. but um so yeah, I mean it's it's a great time. It's in Independence, Missouri, which is near Kansas City. For any of our listeners that aren't from the Casey area, um, you know you don't have to purchase tickets up front. Um, so you just you show up and the doors open like you, uh, Sean said at six o'clock yep. on June 26th um, at the Stony Creek. What is it again?
2: Yep, Stony Creek Convention Center. It's Stony yeah. Creek Convention and Hotel. So there's yeah. like a hotel connected to it and. Yeah, one hundred percent free event. You don't have to pay to get in the door or anything like that. Yeah. You can just come hang out. Um, we do sell raffle tickets, yeah, um, right? Yep. There, but there is plenty of giveaway stuff that we also just yeah. hand yeah. out. So. And
1: that's
0: nothing you have to do. I mean, it's not. You yeah. know, you don't have you can to just go, go buy there,
1: hang tickets, out, no. and have a good time. Yep,
0: and that's right. There's and beer there too. Yep. I remember that. And that's important yeah, for we'll a lot get... of people. Yeah. Yeah,
2: hopefully they stock it up pretty good because man, I feel like the last few years we've ran out pretty There's... early.
0: <laughs> it is yeah, Missouri people. We <laughs> yeah. And we haven't it's got wild. to do it in 2 years essentially. So That's exactly you right. You might want to triple the amount that you're you're getting <laughs> brought in cuz you might just have a lot of people letting loose. Could be a bad thing, I know, right. but um, <laughs> but And for anybody who doesn't know, that that convention center is right next to the Bass Pro Shops in Independence. Um, It's right off I-70. You really can't miss Bass Pro, and it's literally right east of it. So um, not really that hard to miss, Um, but uh, it's a great time. I hope my son plays early in the, the day that day so I can make it back in town to come with Micah to it. Uh, I'm sure Andy's going to try to go too. We usually take a group of us every year. Um, So um, hope it goes well for you guys this year since it's your first year really having it Uh, again. I know it was virtual last year, but it was uh, um, different. That's for sure. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it wasn't the same. um, But do you have anything else for him? I don't think so. I think we got a good, cool little profile on what you do and what Heartland uh, does as well. And um, we just really appreciate your time telling us kind of your background and what you do um and you know if you don't have anything else we'll uh we'll kind of end it here i guess
2: yeah i just want to thank you guys for having me on it's been been fun i feel like i've i've learned a lot from you guys as well just being local to me i didn't realize you guys were so close and look forward to coming back on and i definitely want to do the uh what was it again tales of the chase Tales of the chase yeah. if i shoot a big deer this this coming fall I'd be or happy whatever you know if you you I don't can know call you, whatever the hell you want yeah well
1: i don't know if you're <laughs> planning on doing any like elk hunt or moose or yeah, yeah well that's one thing just it, deer just deer just this deer. year okay. just deer that's yeah. all i've got yep
0: there you go so. that's all you well, need. well we're yeah. glad you said you learned something because we're both super smart so <laughs> yeah. that makes me feel good that you learned something from us <laughs> 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 so. well I mean I did it it's funny it's funny that you said
2: you're talking about hunting shows and what you like and stuff that is different out there and I mean I, I don't get to hear that stuff that often um, from yeah. other people and I'm so close to the process sometimes I get a little, a little yep. bit lost in it so
0: Mike and I are the same way not to go right back into saying goodbye to you and then talking again but we're we're the same way I'm picky about what I watch and or listen to mm-hmm. and if everybody loves it and I'll watch something and not like it. I won't turn it on again. It's just how I've always kind of been. It's so, you know, honestly, if a show holds my interest for as long as yours has, uh, you, you've been doing something right because I, I I will only use my time on stuff I like. Um, so there's a, a few shows out there that I really like. I'll watch some people I know do their self filming here and there because I like them. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that they're doing it, but, you know, I don't, I don't consume every show out there just because I now have a podcast. Yeah. So, um,
1: <laughs> to be honest, I probably watch less now. Might yeah. be right. Yeah, oh yeah. This might be true. Yeah. I I, I would assume you probably don't watch any. <laughs> I mean,
2: not really. Yeah. Um, very, very little anymore. Definitely not. I mean, if I have free time, that's not how I'm spending it.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just because I'm a part of it all, all the yeah. time. So, yep get it yeah well sean all right, guys once again we really appreciate it and uh thanks for hopping on with us yeah thank you guys all right
1: all right well thank you sean for coming on the show it was kind of a short notice deal and uh he was more than happy to come on and yeah get- didn't
0: you like reach out to him yesterday uh, or was it two days ago
1: it was tuesday i believe
0: and today's wednesday no
1: so it must have it must have been monday we're
0: recording this on a wednesday with sean yeah. So no, it
1: was yesterday.
0: Yeah, and he was, yeah. you know, came on just awesome. Yeah. So nice, super nice guy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, every I've I've seen I've met a lot of the Heartland Bowhunter guys just through you know their premiere and just I I've, I've I've actually seen Sean shooting part of the show in like Bass Pro and stuff. You know, he, nice. They're just real approachable people, and it's really cool that they're local. I mean, they're literally you know thirty minutes from us, and yeah. you know so you know that's awesome
0: yeah and if there's anybody out there that listens to us that doesn't know who Artland bowhunter is check them out um yeah you know
1: more if, than likely you already know but if you don't know go check them out they, if you don't know now you know <laughs> yeah no they have one of the better hunting shows out there i would say so
0: yeah anyway uh thanks for listening today folks and we hope you all have a great day have a good one